G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the ones that are going to bring value to your Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How you going mate? Not too bad for this fine Saturday morning Hef, it's uh, footy day yeah. all around, it's big. Bright and early, uh, 8.43am right now, recording our podcast. Not as early as the traders I saw. They were on there at about 7.30, I think. So, uh, Mate, yeah, animals. Yeah, I know. Early bird catches a worm, though. Uh, I'm sure they've got a few more viewers than us, and that's the sole reason why. We'll catch the second one. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, no, no round results, really, this week. Uh, our league, we split our round over to round 15 and 16. So, we played our Richmond and uh, Collingwood players uh, last round, and then we'll adjust the scores to add them in uh, over this round. Uh, but, Kays, you didn't play because you were out of the finals anyway. So That's correct. It was just a, this season is just a wash now. Yep. So it's all about the hoofers now. So get around my Ooh. team, people. Uh, the people's team. Everyone loves them. It's all uh, about everyone. getting around people who are playing the hoofers. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, so not much else to uh, really talk about the last round. It was a bit of a non-event, but uh, we're not drinking any uh, Remedy Kombucha this morning, Kays, because we uh, we ran out uh, last week. We're down, to a, we're down to our last bottle and I drank it last night watching the footy, so couldn't help what myself. What flavour was it? Uh, pink lemonade. Sorry, okay. raspberry lemonade. But... I've got some good news. Yes. I had a message last night telling us our next shipment is incoming. <laughs> so it actually should have been here yesterday, but it didn't turn up. So we should have been full of remedy. It should have been flowing today, but uh, didn't get it. But uh, And I've also been informed that uh, cola is on the uh, on the new shipment. So. Bloody Australia Post. They could have really gone with a little kombucha cola this morning just to get me kept up to fifth. Fifth gear. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately it wasn't to be. But hopefully by next week we've got some new flavours uh, to try on the pod. So that's all right. Uh, the only other thing to really mention is uh, we've got some T-shirts up for pre-sale. So they'll be out in uh, a couple weeks, um, so the uh, printer says. So, uh, yeah, we'll wait for those to come out. But if you want to pre-order one, uh, they're definitely coming. It's just a matter of when they come. They're a bit busy at the moment. But, uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to pre-order one of them and get your hands on them before they uh, come out, uh, head to our website, click on the merch button, and you can grab yourself a fancy Keeper League T-shirt just in time for summer. So you'll be looking pretty cool. You'll be the envy of all your friends if you get one of those. So definitely, yeah. Head all right, the pack. Let's move on to the round rewind. All right, on to the round rewind, the segment where we recap all of the weekend's games and uh, try to find you some keeper league worthy players. So the round started on Tuesday night, didn't it, Kate? It did. It felt. It feels so long ago that the Crows got their first win in four hundred days, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, four ten p.m. start or something like that. Uh, four fifty. Yep. Something yep. random. Anyway, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but you had a look at this one, Kate. I did. I uh, finished work early and just happened to put it on TV, and you know. Considering it was two really bad sides, it was not a bad little contest for, uh, you know, C-grade AFL football. There is no bad game if there's fantasy going on. That's my opinion. I don't necessarily agree with that opinion, but you can have your own opinion and uh, we'll go from there. But anyway, Hef, there's one thing we do agree on and that is how good Jack Scrimshaw is. Bloody oath. 86 points. We told you so. We told you we couldn't believe that he was only, you know... 58 or 60% owned last week. Uh, that's not going to be the case anymore. He had 22 touches and six marks. Really, the uh, I hate the term, but it probably sums it up pretty well. He's the genuine quarterback now of that uh, Hawks defense. Uh, he's got a real thirst to find the footy too. Um, 70, 77% time on ground as well. So there's probably a bit of reason to, for that score to grow naturally as too. You know, we see those kind of key running defenders uh, usually push up towards the 80s. So I reckon there's just natural bump. Um, he's got that role. There's no Sicily there to take it off him. He is a keeper for sure. I think you've got to lock him in, don't you, Hef? Yeah, I think you do, especially with uh, Sicily out for next season. He's going to continue this role. don't reckon he's really got a chance of being pushed out of it. So, yeah, I like him. 
Agree. Uh, James Cousins, 66, uh, another pretty solid game from him. He had the 18 touches and 16 tackles. He was playing a nice little mix of in and out on uh, Tuesday night and did a couple nice things too. I think um, we'll get a proper audition for the rest of the season in that Hawthorne line now that things are, are really a bit dire at that club. But uh, for me, I hope, he ha- I hope he stamps his spot. I think he's a bit of a player and hopefully they give him a bit of time in that midfield to develop over the next four weeks. Uh, Benny Keys, 70 points. Hef, give the people what they want. <laughs> the <laughs> captain of the Crows in 2021 deserves to be 2G4P, surely. Neither of those things are happening. Uh, look, I said, uh, we made the ultimatum and you agreed on it, that he has to be averaging 64 before he can be considered 2G4P. And? Currently averaging 62.8. Oh, not, not quite there yet, but oh, I've got faith to get there. So you just got to have a few more. playing this with? They're playing Yeah, might not get He's going to have to get a lot of tackles hard, or something Hard midfield like to score against, that's it for is. sure. So, um, yeah, look, wait and see, but he's close, close case. I'm just enjoying the, the love on Twitter that he's finally getting now. There's people getting on board. The Crow supporters are getting on board. He <laughs> is the man. Ben Keys is the man. Uh, Chase Jones had 51 points. Um, he was a lot better than what he had been. Um, he had 13 touches on Tuesday night. I'm still not totally convinced. He kicked two goals, which did help his score. But for me, he's a little bit too outside and not necessarily damaging enough. I think... If he does come good, I don't think it's going to be next year. I think he still needs to uh, get a bit of body size. I know another preseason will help, but if he does come good, I'm thinking it's probably going to be more 2022 for me at this stage. I'm, I'm kind of getting a bit cold on Chase. Uh, one guy I'm not cold on is Harry Schoenberg. He had 50 points, uh, two goals and 11 touches. But for me, he just looks a whole lot more polished than someone like a Chase Jones. He's uh, very, very damaging um, with the ball in hand and just looks like a little bit of a fantasy pig in the making. So I'm definitely going to enjoy Enjoy the ride with him. Uh, for me, he's got the role, he's got the opportunity, he's got ability. Uh, so three big ticks there. And, and look, I don't know. I, I'm tossing up whether to have him as a keeper or not, just because I want to. I want to be with the guy who keeps something like this long term. So for me, I think he might be worth the worth the risk. But we'll be looking forward to watching the next three games. And lastly, Tyson Stengel, 50 points. Uh, I don't usually love small fours, but there's something about Stengel. He's playing some really good footy now. I'm not sure if it's the the real footy that's getting me uh, sucked in or if it is his kind of fantasy ability, but I do think he has something there fantasy-wise. He hits up the ground really high, which I do like. Um, for me, I think he might be a low-key monitor and at, and at worst kind of like someone who you can take late in the draft as a bit of backup and see what happens after that. But uh, the other one, just a quick one as we look forward to, to keepers, etc. I think buying Rory Sloan low would be quite a smart move now I think there's going to be um, he's, he's obviously banged up he's got some injuries you know looking back he's a 100 average mid every year uh, Crows are struggling this year I think he'll bounce back with a hopefully the Crows a bit stronger next year so if you can get him for peanuts uh, from someone I'd be getting involved yep. uh, Rightio Essendon v West Coast uh, another heartbreaking game for the Dons who just decided not to you know hit the scoreboard when it mattered but uh, some amazing scores, uh, especially from Kyle Langford, 113 points. He is having a career year, both in real footy and fantasy footy. Burnt me last year, but uh, is really showing his ability in 2020. He just uh, He's going about picking up touches seamlessly, which I do really like. Had 29 on Tuesday, and uh, it always seems to be around the goals too, kicking, you know, usually won a game, which is fantastic for fantasy. I think he'll definitely hold his centre forward DPP next year, and I reckon he's a real chance to be that top 10 to 15 uh, forward fantasy-wise in 2021. He's got some tricks, and uh, he hits the scoreboard, which we do love. 
Uh, Will Snelling, 68 points, started the game really, really strong. He was one of the, the, the point leaders at halftime, but did drop off a bit in the second half. What I do love, he's an excellent pressure player who should be playing his way into a new contract at Essendon. I think he'll be a genuine F4, F5 next year um, with a bit of continued development. And obviously with uh, Devin Smith going in the back line, I think Will Snelling is one who you could just take quite cheaply and he'll be very valuable for you next year. Is there a scoring bump here with Andrew McGrath now cooked for the season? Uh, for Snelling, as in more midfield minutes? Yeah. Potentially, I think, you know, we might even see, as I said, um, I think Parrish is one who will definitely get a bump as well. He's kind of been floating around that, you know, serviceable uh, DPP, but if he went to a mid only, he'd be a, a worry. But I think Parrish might take his game to the next And level. then Heppel back as well at the moment, so that might eat up a spot too. Yeah, well, he, he kind of came back and just played a real bitsy kind of a game. Um, I think they're just trying to get him through the end of the year. I don't think there's any real um, pressure on him to perform in 2020, I don't reckon. Yeah. Uh, Miss, uh, Irving Mosquito, I should say, uh, 49 points. And one I definitely don't expect too much from fantasy-wise, but I have been impressed with how solid he's been. He had 10 touches, three marks, and four goals. Uh, sorry, four tackles, that should be. Um, now, I thought he'd be a genuine crummer, but he's actually playing that lot of a like that high half-forward role, almost a bit of a linky kind of player, and they've put Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody back deeper. Now, he actually has some of the cleanest hands I've ever seen. There is genuinely something about him he watch him this week he the his um ability to pick the ball up off the ground and even take a strong grab he is so clean uh if he can continue to play that like up uh high up the ground forward role i reckon he's one to just to monitor low key as well uh shannon hearn had 98 points for the eagles he's kind of back to his best there 17 kicks and three handles with the 12 marks so really a general back there um he's had a lot of 50s and 60s this year but i think the keeper uh, sorry the question is how long will he go on for? Will he go on again? Half is he a keeper if he does go on again, or would you be one who put him back in the pool and, you know, hopefully if you could, if you were, you know, in a in a premiership hunt, uh, t- take him early in a redraft. Yeah, it's it's getting tough because I can only see a regression from here. I can't see another bump coming back or anything like that. He's definitely on the downward trend. So it's almost getting to what's the averaging again? Uh, about sixty odd. Yeah, yeah, it's almost time where you kind of put him back. Depends on what you know youngsters you got coming through. If you got some genuine uh, up and comers, it's time to put him back. If not, you might want to hang on for him for one year. Depends how your team's going. Uh, Liam Ryan, 94 points from him. Um, was going to be a bit of a tip of the cap call for his 14-touch, 8-mark, 4-goal, 1-game. But looking at his numbers in 2020, he's actually been quite good. He's had two 90s and three 70s. Obviously, there's a bit of a roller coaster in between them with some low ones. But you do have to admire a, a kind of a small forward who can go big like that on the odd occasion. Uh, potentially one to target next year as a depth player. And, and hopefully, you can kind of um, either loophole him or um, play him when he does jag a big game. But uh, can go big on the occasion with, yeah, um, lots of 70s and 90s in there this year. Josh Rotham, lastly, he was uh, very impressive. 72 points from him, had 15 touches, 14 of them being kicks, which we love. Nine marks as well. Look, he's averaging 65 in his last five, and him, uh, Liam Duggan, Brad Shepard, and just... uh, uh, Shannon Hearn, sorry, were just doing as they please for periods in the, the back line back there. He's one who does seem to have a bit of fantasy game and uh, just looks very, very solid. So at 55% ownership in uh, Ultimate, he'd be one I'd be looking at this week for uh, a little sneaky ad because he does look the goods. All right, we'll move on to Richmond versus Fremantle. I had a look at this one. So Kay's got all the Tuesday night games. I had a look on Wednesday. You played a bit of PGA 2K21. I, 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 I can see when you're online. <laughs> anyway, I'll, uh, I'll review this one. So... Uh, 
Uh, Blake Akers, uh, 108 points. So he was playing on the ball and a lot of coaches would have resigned to dropping him, uh, you know, midway through the season. But, you know, coming back in, playing on the ball, playing the role we all wanted him to see uh, in the preseason makes things a little interesting. So I guess teams at the bottom, and this is something we need to know, teams at the bottom of the ladder that are out of finals contention are going to start trying a few different things. So mm-hmm. I guess with Akers, um, look, the, the, the score on the weekend was promising, but we've just got to watch to make sure 100% he's a viable option coming forward. But really, really good signs and coaches should be getting excited over him. Uh, Caleb Sarong, uh, he had 94 points. I don't need to say much about him. We've been harping on about him all year. He's just a gun for the future. If he's not one of your keepers, make room for him because seriously, he needs to be. He does. Uh, Nick Vlostone, uh, 80 points. And he had the biggest score of the season. And he's on a real heater here. He's only gone under 60 once in the last eight games. So I think you need to get him if he's available. And you probably need to play him in your last defender spot because he is super handy going into finals. Um Camden McIntosh case, so 74 points, and he was playing that same wing role as he usually does, but you talked him up a couple of weeks ago as the uh, waiver ad of the week, and mm-hmm. then he came out and produced you a 21, yep. so it made you look like a clown. Maybe not that but- week, but <laughs> a week. But he's bounced back, which is good. The only issue is his consistency. So if you were to pick him up, I'd be a little scared to play him, but perfect streamer type, I reckon, at the moment in your mm-hmm. midfield, because he can uh, pump out a half-decent score, and then you can loop him on. Uh, Jack Graham, uh, he had 71 points, uh, part of the midfield rotation. Also kicked a goal, which was uh, nice to see as well. I'm just worried about him long-term, Kay. So he's really, you know, one bad game away from getting dropped and can cop the injury here and there too. Now, lots of talk about him maybe seeking a new club at the end of the year. Do you only hold him if he goes to a new club or do you kind of still take the punt if he remains at Richmond? Um, For me, I would only keep him if he went to a new club. I do agree that he's injury-prone, yes, but... He has been playing quite well, and I don't know. I'm not assuming that uh, camp, that one bad game is the end of Jack Graham, but uh, I think your confidence and what you want from a a keeper is someone who's going to be basically best 22 at a club, and I think that he's just on the the precipice at uh, Richmond. So if he could get to another club, I'd be all about him next year. All right, moving on to Marlon Pickett. He had 70 points, and... Uh, since the second half of the season, he's been playing much more of an outside role, which suits him a lot. I just don't think that's conducive for scoring at Richmond. Like at any other club, it probably would be, but they just don't seem to uh, use their wingers as much or they just don't seem to score that well consistently. So um, he's uh, pretty up and down. So not really one I'd be considering, but a good score to monitor and just see if uh, he can actually kind of make that role his own and make it a consistent fantasy scoring option. Uh, Jason Castagna, he had 63 this week and another player who's on a good run and uh, he should be considered for your forward line. Really good bench option if he is available. Uh, we'll keep powering on through, Kays. We've only got a few games to go, so this is this could be a record um, Keeper League pod. Nice little, you know, quick one for your Saturday morning. Yeah, good to see. Sorry, I just had a swig of water there. I was hoping you'd keep talking for longer. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Melbourne versus Sydney. Uh, Ryan Clark, he had 100 points and he looked like he was he was, he was on a wing, but he was kind of getting most of his touches off that halfback line. So he was using for, um, he's using, he was being used for a lot of drive coming out of the halfback, which is uh, really good to see because uh, that means he's likely to get the ball in his hands and get a few fantasy touches. So he's definitely a fantasy scorer when he's playing these outside roles. So it's good news for owners. We just worry about whether he holds his spot I don't think the tagging role happen, is going to happen again for him because he's proving he's pretty valuable without it. So as long as he doesn't get horsed too much, he should be fine. 
Uh, Jackson Thurlow, he had 64 points and he was just playing his usual role coming out of defence. He's averaging 68 this season, so he probably comes into keeper contention with the scarcity of defenders. I, you know, you'd want someone sexier in your back line, mm-hmm. but I do think he could do a lot worse than him for your last uh, um, defender spot. So with Jackson Thurlow, it depends on his job security, but I think at the moment he's pretty safe. So um, if he keeps producing scores, you know, the 64, which is the BCV 80, he should be a pretty good option uh, going forward, I think. 26, 26 years old, sorry, Hef. That's, you know, kind of the time when we see a few defenders have their breakout kind of thing, you know, like guys that take a bit longer. He's uh, got his spot in that Sydney back line. I think there's a bit of bit of a hot take in that. I like that, Hef. Yeah, we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to watch him, but definitely an option. Uh, Justin McInerney, so he had 64 points. He got thrown at four this week and he got on the end of a couple goals. So this really helped his scoring. Um, look, if he can somehow get forward status for next season, I reckon he might be worth a late pick. As a mid only, probably not at the moment, but if he can get that forward status over the last few games, he's definitely going to come into consideration in our preseason pods uh, next year. We'll have a look at him and see how he goes. Uh, moving on to some Melbourne players. So Ed Langdon, he had 106 points and he had back-to-back big weeks. He had another big week the week before. I think it was in the 90s last week. So 26 disposals, nine marks. He's finding more of the ball on the wing. Um, this is what we were basically excited for pre-season. So he's another one to uh, definitely, I oh know, he throws a spanner in the works because a lot of people, especially if you're not in finals, you've got your you know, your keepers sorted out already, especially if you keep low numbers. He just throws another spanner in the works to see whether he's worth keeping or not because nothing's worse than throwing a, you know, a decent player back to the pool when you could have kept him. Uh, James Harms, he had 77 points and he's getting a, like a bit more midfield time. He was playing a bit across halfback earlier in the year, but he's back in that midfield now. Uh, he had 12 disposals. Just wanted to see if the midfield time remains. I wish he played enough back to get back status, but didn't end up in the in the long run. But uh, a lot of questions about him keeping too, but we just monitor. Keep monitoring. That's all you can really do over the next few weeks. He looks like, he looks like to be one of those guys who <coughs> you kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know? Yeah, pretty much. He could go either way. Yep. Uh, Stephen May, 63 points. This guy is right in our target area, just in the show every week, just mm-hmm. getting close to that BCV 80, but not quite. Uh, not too G4P, but so, so handy if you've got him. Well done if you picked him up when we told you to. Uh, Alex Neil Bullen, he had 63 points and uh, back into the side this week playing on a wing. Uh, look, he's a forward in UF, so it's not unusual to push up to a wing role like this though. So if he can maintain it, he can be a pretty good scorer because he has averaged 81 uh, in 2017. He also averaged 78 in 2018 too and then fell away uh, last year. He has the tools to be a fantasy scorer, but I don't know, just doesn't show him often enough. What do you think of him, Case? Nah, he's a tease. He's a genuine tease. Yeah. Uh, he'll have the good game and then follow it up with some really bad ones or just find his way out of that Melbourne side. So, I don't know. I think as a keeper, I would not be recommending him, but uh, one to definitely look forward to next year to see what happens in terms of the preseason with him. No worries. I've just got Doss sending me through his trades for AFL Fantasy on my Apple Watch here and asking for opinions, but I'll have to get back to him later because we're doing a podcast, mate. We don't talk <laughs> about this on that podcast, mate. Yeah, it's Dolph Brown, I know. Uh, Ian Bobby Hill, uh, for this, sorry, getting onto the Carlton versus GWS game. Uh, Ian Bobby Hill, uh, 67 points, uh, third in disposals, one goal and two behinds. Uh, look, doesn't play a fantasy scoring role for mine, but a decent score. Needs to get on the end of a, a couple of goals, I think, to be real relevant. Not just yet, anyway. We'll monitor for the future, but he's not in my sights just yet. Uh, Aiden Core had 60 points, and he was good early in the year, but mm. has tapered off, and he was he's taking less kickouts, really, which is where he was getting his numbers earlier, but seemed to be uh, getting a bit more of the ball um, you know, used in the um, forward attack uh, coming out of the halfback line. So we just monitor that one, too. Um, you know, so many players jump up and down, and it's really hard to know where the bump actually comes from, and he's basically one one of those players but um, 
he's shown he can be handy. So for me, actually, I'm going to play him. I've got him in my side. And I'm going to play him on my bench uh, emergency spot this week and see how he goes and may think about looping him on uh, if he goes okay. Uh, Jeremy Finlayson, uh, 58 points. Uh, look, GWS were playing four key forward types, I guess, the taller types. And that was uh, Cameron Riccardi, Himmelberg, and obviously Finlayson. So this was interesting because it forced Finlayson basically into a few different positions. So yes, he played up forward a bit, but he played uh, he played in the ruck a little bit around the ground. So he was rucking. So there was a few hit out. I think there's like one hit out he actually won but uh, which is not that great because he's only rough against uh, uh, Pitnet but uh, look he, was, he had the opportunity, which means he's around the ball, but he was off the halfback a little bit as well, so he was kind of chopping out defence. And this is interesting because he was originally recruited as a halfback type, all right? So, and he had good needful numbers playing there as well. So, I reckon with Finlayson, especially if they keep those tools in, watch this space with him because if he can go back to his kind of halfback role, I reckon this will be better for his fantasy scoring than it is playing that third tool and trying to get on the end of a marks and a few goals. What do you reckon, Case? Well, my big question is, is he at GWS next year? That's and the I other that's going to be the thing. And then yeah. even Aiden Core, there's some rumours about him leaving. Now, mm. I suppose out of those two, you know, who would you be more wanting to keep if there were if they went to a new club, for example? Probably core, I reckon, just because of those kick-out numbers. But will he get them in another club? I don't know. But Finlayson, if he does go to another club, I think he's definitely locked into a key forward role. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that for his fantasy scoring. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Because I suppose, you know, there's going to be lots of clubs who are dying, crying out Absolutely. for a key forward. You know, like, yeah. um, Imagine Collingwood with a good key forward. Mm. Or, I don't know, Finlayson meets that criteria. Even even Brisbane probably needs someone as well to, you know, Crows. give a chop out. Uh, Crows too, because mm. Tex Walker's just not pulling his weight at the moment. And, uh, yeah, Fog's not doing enough. Anyway, move on. Uh, Tom Williamson, uh, 56 points. Uh, just looks like he's got a bit of a fantasy game. Just the way he moves, the way he kind of gets his touches. I think I was thinking once Simpson goes, he might go right, but then I remembered Newman was coming back. So I just think as a flyer for the next uh, next year's draft, he's definitely one to look at because he does look like he's a, a half-reasonable fantasy player. He's just got to find more of it. Mm. All right, we're cruising through this case. What are we at the 21 minutes? We're up to the last game. This is a record. Fresh. The uh, the listeners are going to love it without us waffling on too much. So it's going to be great. Well, do they love our waffle? Oh, I think some of them do, some of them don't. So, yeah. Okay. Well, this would be one for the non wafflers. Hard to please everyone all the time. You can't please everyone. <laughs> don't go through life expecting to do that. Yeah. Uh, Jack Madgen, 75 points from him. Definitely one of his best games for uh, his career. Had 19 touches at 84% disposal efficiency. Uh, Add six marks back there as well. He was very, very good. Now, he does have games like this uh, every now and then, but I think it's just that fantasy consistency eludes him. Now, for me, I think he's kind of becoming a bit of a lock of that Collingwood backline, and probably because he can do both. He can do the, the genuine lockdown job or he can play a bit more of a, um, um aggressive kind of uh, attacking role. So for me, I think, uh, it's kind of hard to recommend just purely because he's happy to, he's almost likely that, that Collingwood backline swingman where he can go from, uh, proper attack to defense. So, um, while you can see he has a couple of good games, I just don't think he's going to have that each week. Uh, Callum Brown, 73 points from him. He is back from the fantasy wilderness with a 2020 personal best. Now, he was playing a lot of wing and half forward last night. Um, his pressure was immense, had six tackles there, but I think he's really missed that boat. We were very confident of him going into that midfield this year, and uh, Josh Dacos has really stolen his thunder there. And, you know, even his brother getting games... Um, has kind of thrown a bit of a spatter in the works for Callum. So, a bit of a tough scene if you did take him early, and uh, I apologise for that because I was uh, quite keen on him this year. It but was warranted, Kays. You didn't see Dacos coming. No, he yeah. kind of come from nowhere. And, you know, what we saw Brown doing late in that midfield last year was uh, positive. But he's now kind of put himself in that wing half-forward space once again. So, um, 
I don't know. It's kind of tough to recommend. I don't think you'd be able to keep him uh, next year, would you, Hef? Nah, he's probably going to be in the draft, but someone that you could actually take a you know an early-ish punt on, I reckon. Correct. I agree. Uh, the big O, 72 points from him. He had 19 hitouts and 10 marks against Big Brody Grundy. Uh, nine clearances as well, which is fantastic. He's averaging 70.3 in his last four. He's really pushed himself into that keeper category, hasn't he, Hef? I know that Steph Martin's on the way down, um, you know, naturally with his, with his age, but we can see a bit of... Light at the end of the tunnel, I suppose, with Oscar McInerney. Yeah, I think so too. Especially um, just any number one ruck is going to be an option in a keeper league, I think, because rucks are super hard to come by, especially with the way people stash them. So if you've got him, good job. And I definitely think he's worth keeping, especially if you've got no other rucks. Mm. Uh, Caden Coleman had his debut. He had 59 points. So well done for anyone who brought him into their uh, fantasy sides. He had 12 touches, four marks and four tackles. Um, Up forward kind of that small forward role was pretty electric uh, to watch but uh, interesting to see what happens week in week out will 59 points be a, a kind of a, a regular thing for him not too sure you know we've got guys like um, uh, Rayner and uh, Cameron etc up there so they've got a few of the the small forwards up there so interesting to see what happens um, and it was a bit of a an average show I suppose from our, our keeper league boys uh, in this game you know there's Few and far between. You know, Zach Bailey had a bit of a disappointing game and uh, Isaac Quainer started hot and then kind of faded late. So, um, look, I think this time of year, Hef, it's kind of hard to, you know, it's good to see some of these guys bob up, the debutants, but uh, keep your eye on what could happen next year and see if there's any, you know, plays coming in. So... That's it, Hef. Round That's it rewind the round. in 24 minutes and Ching. 50 seconds. Well done. Crazy stuff. Uh, well, before we get on to listener questions, I'll just talk about the membership. Uh, getting late in the season, um, but look, we'll have our membership options for 2021 up soon, so you can get access to the Wire podcast, the Breakout Tracker, uh, all my projections, and yeah, and probably a few more things in the off-season we'll be working on uh, to make it more valuable. But yeah, basically, if you want to support the podcast and help us uh, out and keep us doing what we do, uh, think about becoming a member, or you can just buy a t-shirt as well if you really want to. Um, I'll have links to everything in the description even the t-shirt so if you want to jump on board any of that just to support us and keep us going for next season uh, be really appreciated so thanks to those who have signed up already too um, before we yeah before we get on the questions we have a podcast review case Woo-hoo! and there's a little bit of a trend in our podcast reviews where people are actually starting to just ask post questions for the podcast hey, in our podcast you get reviews. bumped you it get is, bumped up the top it is a great idea yep absolutely so if you want your question asked first put it in the <laughs> podcast review and give us five stars um, but anyway Roy Boy AFC list manager says uh, informative innovative and insightful so the three eyes there um, the, the comment itself though says uh, hey fellas listen to every minute you've uploaded this year and we'll definitely be subscribing to the gold membership next season what an absolute bloody legend Roy Boy AFC list manager you're a gun uh, who should I be keeping next year can I only keep six so he's got uh, Hunter Clark Houston Witherden Short Mills Dawson Florent Simpkin Bailey Smith Sarong Robottom and Danaher so cheers that's what he says. What so, a who's who of players there. Well, absolute gun backline. I can't believe you can only keep six. That sucks. Um, so, so many good... Uh yeah, so many good defenders there. Um, but anyway, what I'm thinking is, uh, look, I like Houston and Short and now probably Dawson as well, the way he's playing in the second half of the season. I was really tossing up between him and Mills, but I reckon Dawson's going to get that more midfield time going forward. I know you probably have a different opinion there, Kays, between those two, but the way Dawson's been playing over the couple of weeks, plus Mills out last week, it's just kind of swayed me toward Dawson. I think Simpkins probably a lock. 
Although mm-hmm. going to lose that four status, but he's going to be basically um, Norse number one midfielder going forward yeah. for many many years. Yeah, and then I've still got Bailey Smith in there oh, as well yeah. going because you need the guns of that, and probably Sarong too. Mm-hmm. So you've got a good balance of those kids. Then I've picked the three probably best defenders, but like to have to drop someone like Hunter Clark, Witherden, Mills. Like, there's so many good players in that yeah. side. So Interesting to see with Jordan Dawson if he keeps um, back forward DPP. Yeah. Like, I think that would be a big one. I um, think he could actually as well, the way he's been playing in the last lately, few weeks. Because yeah. he's kicked a few goals as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with the uh, Houston Short, Simpkins, Smith and Sarong. I think Dawson's the one that's a floater for me, whether you go with someone like Callum Mills, who's a bit more established yeah. back there. or There's obviously bias for me towards Dawson of and course. bias towards you towards Mills because we yeah. own both of them. So. The other one is like, if Witherden goes to another club, I think he could be a genuine, yeah. genuine. He could actually star. shoot to the top of that list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now, though, if he stays at Brisbane, I'm um, a bit, you know, he's not getting a game. Correct. Well, he's not, you know, he's, he's on this now. week. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, thanks for the question, uh, Roy Boy, AFC list manager. And again, if you want to jump to the top, leave your con- leave your uh, question in the, in the Apple podcast comments. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to the listener questions. Moving on to the listener questions. Uh, not too many this week. We're probably a bit late getting the tweet out, but we got uh, six half-decent ones that I've picked out of the Twitter sphere. So uh, let's get started. Uh, Kay, do you want to read the first one? Love to. At Trav014, if it comes down to Harms versus Cousins for your last keeper spot, who are you taking? Harms looks to have a better role this week, but who knows? Hashtag goody gone. The thing with Harms I don't like at the moment is, um, and it will be this way for a while, is their midfield depth at uh, it, at uh, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So you've got your Petrarcas, you've got your Brayshaws, you've got your uh, Olivers. Um, you know, it's going to be harder for him to get a permanent role in there. I think you're relying on one of them to go down. Whereas someone like Cousins is just a lock to step into um, Isaac Smith's wing role, I find, in the next few years. And he's kind of showing signs now that he's going to score well there. So... I like Cousins just for the upside, but I think Harms has got the runs on the board more so in the previous years. So, it's a tricky one. I would probably lean towards Cousins. What do you reckon, Case? I'd be leaning towards Cousins too because I think if you were going to see something really, really solid from Harms, you would have and should have seen it by now. I know, I know we've seen glimpses in the past, but obviously the the talent that they do have through that mid and wing, you know, throwing Ed Langdon as well, you know, like how good he's been this year. So, um, I think it's a risky one either way, but I'd be pushing towards Jimmy Cousins. Uh, at AZ AFL Stats, mate, that Zanks, he was on the show the other week. Uh, must need our help, Case, because he's down the bottom of the he ladder. He does need our help. He's in the bottom of the ladder in our league. Has been for a while. Uh, Will Brody, uh, which club could use a talent like him? <laughs> Will Brody. Sorry, I had to laugh then. Uh, which talent? Uh, which club could use a talent like him? And uh, where could he go to be fantasy relevant? Any of the shit clubs, really. I think anywhere he goes, he'll be fantasy relevant. We've seen that he scores. Like, he's got to get a game. Yeah, he's going to, well, obviously he's got to get a game, but I think if he plays, he scores well because he's that extractor kind of a player. Yeah, Crows go after him. I think Carlton still need midfield depth despite the number of midfielders that they've drafted. I'm oh, sorry, recruited over the last yeah. few years. Um, yeah, Essendon keep clubs. talking about Will Brody as well, so yeah. there's a chance Essendon, there. yeah, it's probably not a bad idea either. Um, at DanK101, uh, curious to hear your thoughts on Will Powell and Will Gould. I'm thinking that they could be great long-term stashes in my dynasty league. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the podcast. Agree, Dan. Um, I 
I'm getting really, really uh, keen on Will Power. I think next year or the year after, he's going to go bang. Uh, Will Gould, we still haven't seen yet, which is uh, frustrating because we kind of thought he would have, uh, you know, debuted for Sydney already, but still waiting on horse to get him a game. But yes, I do like Will Power. I think there's something about there. I think he's got a lot of footy talent, but also does have a few fantasy strings to his bow, has tunned up uh, previously. So I'd definitely be happy to, to stash him in a dynasty league. Just with Will Gould, and I'm a Will Gould owner, so I obviously want the best for him. But I keep just reminding myself that he is drafted as a 100-kilogram halfback flanker. So, a guy in the Shannon Hearn mould. Mm. Is that a fantasy scorer? For, like, he's had a couple of good years, but it took 10 years for him to get there. Yeah, but I think that clubs would strip kind of some of that weight off and they'll mould him into whatever they want him to be. Oh, that, then he's just a different player to what he was drafted at. I don't know. Like, that's just the thing that concerns me. Like, I have faith. Don't get me wrong. But uh, that's just a little bit of a concern I have. So, yeah. Um, we'll move on to the next question. Um, Jared G. Shaw. So, I have Martin Grundy Maynard in the side. Two midfield primos to compete off six trades. Uh, should I trade any of my Collingwood Richmond players? Um, yeah, that's a question there. So I think he's saying, should he make trades for this week to kind of stay competitive? Um, what do you think, Case? Um, I don't know. I think he could probably, uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, yeah, they're good players. Like that's the thing. Like you don't really want to throw away them just to, to chase one kind of potential flag. Yeah. You know? Like I know the risk via award is, Obviously, very, very high. Um, yeah. So, he's obviously probably going to lose his finals matchup this week due to his Richmond yeah. Collingwood players, and he's yeah. probably a good chance at the grand final. If you if you do do it, um, you want to make sure that that grand final is locked and you're not going to kind of, you know, ruin yourself for, the, uh, for the rest of the season. Because I, I just year, don't know sorry. what you're going to get back. Like, I know there are a lot of leagues who do trade a bit more uh, freely than ours, but- um, you know, you're giving away the best ruckman in the game, one of the best backs, and you know, Dusty. So yeah. like, they they are great. I, and there's no way you're going to do sideways for those three as well, though. You're going to be stepping backwards a little. Someone's going to try. And you're not going to go Grundy to Gorn, for example, and get a better ruckman. In. It's just going to yeah. be backwards in some way, just to kind of keep your season going. I reckon you sometimes you've just got to bite the bullet and let the season go. Focus on the next year. Yeah. If your team's good enough, you'll make it. And if it's not, you probably don't deserve to it's be just, there. It's just it's just tough because everyone's kind of taking a bullet this year with you yeah. know what's happened with Corona whether you've played less less seasons or whether you've taken averages or people have cop zeros so it's just like it's going to be one of those years where you know if you win good on you but like from someone who's uh, traded away some good players in the past don't do it it's a season where you go if you win it you go this was the toughest season ever and I've overcome this and I've won this yep. and if you don't win it which is everyone else you league, you just say ah it's fake season anyway yeah. it doesn't yeah. count so. we've only played each other once you <laughs> yeah. know finals were short yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of shit there's so many buys yeah, yeah. so it's a funny season that one uh, last question uh, at Tom W Dickman uh, could Callum Brown become what we thought he may or was this the once off anomaly anomaly mm. I can never say that anomaly yeah uh, uh, we did kind of answer this before but yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm losing a bit of faith. Roll I still dependent. think he's got plenty of talent. Yeah. It's just uh, where it all kind of fits with Collingwood's side. You know, we might see, you know, I suppose Penelbury at some stage will kind of slow down, which we keep saying that, but he kind of keeps getting better. Um, you know, Maine's not young. There's still chances, I suppose, for people to come in there, but I do think someone like Dacos has jumped him. You know, what happens with someone like Stevenson? Does Tyler Brown get more opportunity? You know, like it's it's a bit risky, I think. Yeah, monitor the role over the next few weeks. Side bottom out. Um Probably helps him a bit too. So, uh, yeah, just wait and see. I think don't uh, make too many decisions before the season's ended and you get a good gauge of how he goes in the final rounds. Uh, that's the end case. So, that's a wrap. 
It's a wrap. So, yeah. So um, I guess we just finish up. Uh, check out our socials, uh, Keeper League Pod on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and the Instagram. And uh, make sure you grab a T-shirt if you're keen to support the podcast as well. The link for those will be in the descriptions as well. All right. Uh, only a few episodes to go, Kays. It's getting towards the uh, end of the season. How are you feeling for your season, Half? Are you gonna? Are you confident that you're going to... Uh, yeah. Go all the way. Go all the way. Obviously, or you just make it to the grand final. Obviously, I am. Nah, I don't know. I think this week is my hurdle, like biggest hurdle, because I think the guy next week has a few injury concerns. So uh, this week's my big hurdle, and it's going to come down to, I think, the uh, the loophole options, I think. Because okay. my last few wins have just come from being able to loophole bench players on. So it depends how those kind of the fringe players go, I think, because I think uh, best players are quite even. So, yeah. And will Port beat Kangaroos tonight? Hopefully, need the percentage booster. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. It's weird there's no footy on today. We have to wait around for that one. It is but. very weird that on Saturday. And then they've bumped in bloody three games on Father's Day when people are doing shit. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, it's good though because I can do something different. So instead of watching footy on TV, I can go watch footy at the local park and watch our cats get up uh, in the A's and B's today. So, Hell yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, something completely different, watching footy in a different medium. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, that'll wrap it up. Uh, we'll talk to you next uh, later in the week. I think never Thursday. Yep. Cool. Talk cool. to you then. Bye. Yep.